Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I am excited to have with me a beautiful guest who is joining me all the way from Perth. Is Perth, uh, Kim? It's just south of Perth actually, yeah. Oh, south of Perth. Uh, Kim Everett Jansen is joining me today. Uh, welcome, welcome, Kim. Hi. <laughs> and for those of you who've been waiting patiently for the broadcast, we apologise for the technical difficulty. Um, we were actually ahead of BeLive TV when we found the glitch and then we've been waiting <laughs> to be able to broadcast to you. So um, thank you so much for your patience. For any of, any of you watching who doesn't know the beautiful Kim Avery Jansen, I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a bio on Kim. Uh, she's the go-to soul mechanic for many of her clients from all around the world. Her clients include Hollywood actors and actresses. She's got film producers, writers, healers and psychics, just to name a few. Uh, her toolkit in, includes a life, spirituality and universal mindset strategist, spiritual teacher, mentor and universal messenger, uh, master spiritual healer, psychic, EFT, past lives, energy worker, soul healing. She's got spiritual growth and awakening, awakening under her belt and also uh, living a guided life. She's also the founder of Universal Mindset Technique and Investigative Tapping. Wow. Um, I'm really excited to speak with Kim today. Thank you so much for joining me, Kim. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to catch up with you. Yeah, and it sounds like it's pretty um, pretty cold over there. I, I mean, on this hemisphere, we've actually got winter happening. We're, we're in the first week of winter, so it's nice to, nice to be able to still turn up for what we've got to do, isn't it, amidst... Amidst that sort of contraction of the, the cooler forces of energy, isn't it? Oh, we're very lucky to be able to, I mean, if we didn't have the internet, we wouldn't be able to do this. So how lovely. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's beautiful. And and uh, just for those of you who uh, don't know how Kim and I actually know each other, well, we're actually on a physical level, we're actually recent contacts. We met uh, or discovered each other, you could say, ironically, at the Discovery Expo which was at the end of April, so literally weeks ago. And uh, I, I love it when I accidentally uh, bump into someone or they, they stumble across my path because I always find that that's often the most, uh, you know, divine, I guess, divine connection to meet somebody and you know that it's the right timing because they've, they've appeared just at that right moment. And, uh, and Kim appeared when we were filming for 5D TV the yeah. new documentary uh, High Vibe Hunter uh, doco series that we interview people and ask them uh, a variety of questions around what, what, how they, how they actually help people tap into their high, high vibrational frequencies, and we were filming at the Discovery Expo, asking potential uh, people, stallholders, uh, people that were speakers uh, holding workshops um, who are actively involved with the festival, really what uh, they believe, how they believe that self-discovery um, actually evolves the consciousness of humanity. 
And Kim happened to be one of those beautiful people that answered and spoke to that question so amazingly. Oh, my God, you're amazing, Kim, what you shared. Thank you. I mean, most of it just comes from I don't know where, but what you probably don't know is I was literally only on the Sunshine Coast for three days. Wow. Actually, two and a half days. Yeah. When we cross paths. And I'm actually from the Sunshine Coast but moved across the country. So it's very interesting because I was literally only there for two days and did not even plan to be going to the expo or anything. But Laura and I are very close friends. So she said, come along. And so literally that's how, I mean, that's where you know alignments, you know, everything just falls into place. And um, that's where we connected, which was obviously meant to be. So, and you, here we yeah. are. And you were such a joy to work with, Kim. I, I <laughs> honestly, I could have listened to you for hours. And um, I know that it was one of those things where I, 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 we were interviewing so many people and you could, we could literally say, look, we've got five minutes, we've got three questions, go, you know. Um, so, so technically we only had like, I don't know, five minutes together. But just from that five minutes, oh, my God, just so much juiciness came out of that. Um, and for those of you who are interested in actually having a look at what Kim said, the documentary um, is free and we'll make sure we post it for you to be able to access it um, in the comments so that you've got, you know, a, a way of watching it because it was really, did you find that, I mean, you know, you turned up, you were asked the questions, um, you know, did they have an impact on you or, or even watching it back later? I'm curious um, as a participant. Usually, yeah, especially it's like when I'm working with clients or doing readings or um, like like if I'm going through an experience when it's happening, it's very hard for me to then recall it because I have this process where I don't hang on to stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, I'm, I totally resonate. Like worked as a psychic, people would say, oh, you know, you remember me. It's like, well, actually, I was the messenger and I get it, Kim. I get it. Yeah. So I um I kind of like if I if I wanted to go back I could but um you know at the end of the day you, you just turn up you are in the current moment you act in that moment as to what you need to do in that moment and then move on to the next moment and that's yeah. kind of where I am and and if I if I did try and keep too much information in my mind I just wouldn't be able to do what I can do so yeah. I, I, I choose I, I actually say that I'm an airhead <laughs> I just make a joke about that because I, I do choose not to keep anything in my mind because I'm constantly receiving what I need to know. I love that you're an airhead um, I'll put my hand up for that. <laughs> And you know what? There's actually there's so, but there's actually a lot more less responsibility. Um, and oh, also yeah. when more when trust. I'm working with well, when I'm working with people that say, "Oh, responsibility is something that's holding them back," I'm like, you know that that's a human creation, the concept of responsibility, and that that mm. actually doesn't exist in the real world. Um, mm. It's just something that we've created, which isn't true. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, by actually owning up to the fact that I don't have to think, and if someone says to me, um, can you please try and remember this? I'm like, no, write it down. I've got, I'm really great yeah. at lists. Um, because really, I mean, coming from being an overthinker, Mm -hmm. to being a total receiver it, that mm -hmm. is actually to be honest the best way to live and I'm happy yeah. to just be a total receiver I literally receive 
you know, when I did, I did a lot of work with the universe and receiving information, I was told that we're literally receiving every second of the day. That's 1,400 mm. messages we're getting a day. So mm. that's kind of a lot of information coming in. So I choose to keep it clear, being a clear channel, keeping it clear. And um, literally what I receive, I then act on without thinking. Um, the hows will always be delivered to us. Um, we just yeah. have to follow them. Yeah, good. Yeah, I like that. Um, people stress about the house so much that they stop. Do, it's like a paralyzing energy, you know. Um, I uh, responsibility is one of my principles, one of my twelve high vibration principles. And I think the reason why is because unless we own the the the, the illusion of the reality that we've created, we can't let go of it. And faith is another one. I mean, you can't you can't let go of something you don't acknowledge you have in the first place. So in some aspect because of the delusion that we're under around how much responsibility we, <laughs> I know, it's kind of uh, the irony of the, the whole fizzo, isn't it? But um, I get what you're saying because we create, yeah. it's almost like a, a God complex, like we create this godliness about ourselves that we, we oh, we're so important and so responsible and we have to make sure that this and that, we take on too much, we carry too much, we carry, we carry that which we don't actually, we, we are not, we are not, it's not none of our business. I like to say, you know, who you are is none of my business. In other words, you know, I'm not God. I shouldn't be concerned with who you are. It's none of my business. I shouldn't think you should change or fix you or this or that or measure you or assess you or think I'm responsible for you or, you know, all those things that just, they're just motivated by fear, actually, um, motivated by um, a sense of lack, a sense of uh, that, that there isn't enough, you know, to support us all. And that we're not actually supported 100% of the time. So, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from when it comes to that. <laughs> Super. <laughs> that notion of responsibility, it's, it's so, it's so um, I don't know, so 1800s or something. Well, it also, it also comes down to meaning. Um, and literally, you know, we've got so many words and we've got so much meaning around why we're here, what we're meant to be doing, um, all that sort of thing. And, Really, people's behaviours are all based around the meaning that they've put on certain things. Now, there can be the yeah. same word for two people, but there's a different meaning on it. Yeah. So, so um, especially when, you know, we could be talking, this is where misunderstandings occur, is you could be talking yeah. to someone about something. In their mind, it means something differently to what. Yes. And, again, the meanings all come down to perceptions and it yes. all comes down to the, what we've learnt during this lifetime and any others. So... At the end of the day, um, this is why a lot of people um, have different viewpoints and different experiences is because the meanings um, and the associations that our subconscious and our conscious brain puts on um, just experiences and things that happen are always different. I agree 100%. And I had this experience the other day. Someone mm -hmm. actually, I have since removed the post from my page, but some of you might have seen it before I removed it. Someone was posting about how they noticed that their, uh, whenever they post a pic on their Facebook page that um, is that kind of, you know, more nakedy, you know, with the swimsuits and all that, they get all these likes and they get all these responses like, oh, you're so beautiful or, you know, even if they've written something profound, you know, like and, and it really annoys them and it really aggravated them, you know, like so they were sharing about that. And I thought it was a good post in that, you know, what they were bringing attention to was um, how frustrating it can be when you when people just see the two-dimensional they just see the aesthetic they don't they're not really commenting or connecting 
on the deeper message at play. And I have experienced that myself. Like I've, oh my God, I've, you know, had a meditation and I've poured my heart out on a page. I'm really connected to this deeper message, you know, maybe even posted a picture of myself or what have you. And then someone's just said, oh, you're so beautiful or, oh, good looking, sexy lady or something like that. And for me, it's like, um, it's like a, you know, slap in the face because they're not actually, they're insulting me. They're insulting you know the intention behind my behind my post in in in, in a way like you know that that part of me goes oh another part of me goes oh well they're just unconscious and what else you know um and that's cool that's their journey and I'm not going to judge them and so I commented on this person I said oh thank you so much for sharing this this is really something I relate to la 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 and, and kind of did a little thing about that um and then I got a real retort back from it so because I went because I went to that zone where I was actually saying you know I only you know I only allow that into my field you know taking responsibility for what I what what I'm attracting um and how I've treated myself like that and also giving people that whole thing of the possibility that everybody will evolve because I'm an I'm an enlightened activist I'm an enlightenment activist for all not for some right so (laughs) I'm I'm not about well you're you're You've got the possibility of enlightenment. You don't. Everybody does because we're all on the journey. So anyway, but then I got that retort back from her that I was being like, I don't know, it just sounded really kind of like uh, uh, I was being light and fluffy and just not acknowledging um, their behaviour kind of thing. And I thought, wow, that's really um, unfortunate because I've written a book on transforming lightness to dark. I've written books on uh, voicing your truth. I, you know, I've written books on all of this stuff and it's really sad that when someone, and I even posted her amazing post on my on my page and then it's really sad that it kind of went downhill that, that because of semantics or, you know, words that, that, that person wasn't able to continue a conversation or validation or support of this whole intention. Sometimes we get too caught up in the semantics, in the ego, in the, oh, I don't know. You know, it's it's like a, uh, yeah, it's like, a, it's a, I, I see that it's, 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 for me it's a something that we need to become more aware of in spiritual circles that we validate each other and not pull each other down and try and compete, in, compete against each other using words that are, perhaps different but the intentions try and focus on the intentions that are the same do you know what I mean I I tend to see like everything and this has again just been my experience but what I've noticed is whatever comes into my awareness nothing can come into my awareness unless if there's an energetic match to me somehow so yeah of course that energetic match is not going to be necessarily directly and a direct link to mm. exactly what's going on but mm. when we do a little bit more investigating there is always something for us to know about ourselves from every experience that comes up and so yeah. um I always go through I've, I've developed oh, yeah. a a 12-step process which actually takes us into the subconscious to find out why that thing has actually come into my awareness and to find out more about ourselves. Um, And a lot of it is linked to childhood, past lives. In utero is a massive link um, to perceptions about life that we create when we're, you know, in our mother's womb. Um, and, And even in between lives when we're deciding about our body choice and why we've decided to come down here, there's so much we can learn simply by these 
these people coming into our lives and showing us different things about ourselves that we didn't know existed. And it's just beautiful, just starting really with how does that make me feel? All questioning, yes. I 100% agree because when I was writing about transforming the shadow, um, it was about meeting that aspect of myself and then ask them what is it you need and what is your gift to me and, and building that bridge and understanding how it's serving me. And after this thing happened, I really went in and understood that um, <laughs> it's, it's the irony of what I was offering to this person by way of, um, you know, an enlightened view of the people that are commenting. I needed to offer her, you know, that I, you know, it's another level. I needed to actually offer the unconsciousness that she couldn't have compassion for the unconscious. And I needed to, and, I, and, I've, and I've experienced this time and time and time again because, and I've shared this before, um, where you have people perhaps sitting in judgment of murderers, pedophiles, rapists, whatever. Um, and instead of me judging the pedophiles, rapists, murderers like they are, I'm judging them for judging them. And so it's another level of that. It's another level. All right, <laughs> you got me, don't you? Um, yeah. I just knew that because I, I, I did go in and I did I did get to the to meat of it. And so what I was, I was being invited to do in that situation was to actually offer that love and compassion for the person who, who calls herself a psychic and a medium who is still doing the disconnect um, between herself and the shadow even though she's talking about not making things light and fluffy. She's not owning the shadow aspect of herself yet enough to be able to, to provide that bridge to compassion 100%. You probably agree with me here because we've all been in this place. When when something's not evident to us, it really is not evident. Like we yes. just do yes. not know. It's, so it's, no. you know, it's, it's we just don't know. We always think that where we are is is the only reality that we are in and this is exactly um all there is to life and until you actually you know when you do that deeper work and then you realize the things that you thought before were completely not the the new truth of who you really are and the deeper you go and you know I so often I feel I, to, I joke sometimes and think that I'm like Stephen Hawking because you know he disproves himself time and or he did disprove himself time and time again because he would learn something about the world, about the universe, about things, and then he would then learn something new that would actually counteract the learning from before. Yeah, yes, and we're always evolving to a different point of view about a situation and that's what I'm, you know, when you're seeing um, the situation from another point of view like we're suggesting, um, it's, oh, my God, it's like this whole other perspective. It's like... Um, my frustration towards this person um, being frustrated at other people, <laughs> um, but it just sounds funny now, um, just, turned to, <laughs> just turned to mush and love for this person and um, also turned to um, motivation to be able to speak about this as well. And we're doing this now. I mean, I haven't even had an, I have not even had an opportunity to go, well, what do I want to say about that? You know, I, have, <laughs> I haven't even formulated that. And, and, and now here we are, um, you know, mm. presented with this topic where spirit's actually on, well, this is the moment where you get to talk about it and you get to actually uh, address, address what needs to be addressed with this because as, as we all, I'm sure, as we all evolve in our spiritual uh, awareness, all of us will be challenged like this. All of us will be judging that spiritual person for not being the same or da-da-da-da or there's going to be that stuff going on, isn't there, Kim? Like, 
And what you end up finding, the more work that you do, the more that you actually end up finding that you're actually judging yourself. You're actually, you yeah. know, there is a level of yourself which which comes through. And you know what I really love? I just really love not making it about the other person. That just gives yeah. you so much more freedom to investigate investigate right. it and kind of I know it sounds like letting them off the hook but at the end of the day they're they've got their own journey and they'll yeah. learn what they need to learn I think by being the example of that and and actually saying I know that this is how people are coming across in my awareness but um, I can do something about that by going within and changing myself and I have seen time and time again soon as you do that and do something within yourself they end up changing and exactly. so when people say you when people say you can't control others you can totally control other people simply by just doing your own work and going in and and doing that so it's actually quite fun too to find out more about yourself um and it's also totally. really interesting to do more work around our concepts of evolution i loved um I remember back, oh gosh, this was before I did this work. It was a long time ago where I went and saw a psychic and she said, oh, you're going to have, and this would have probably been 15 years ago. She said, you're going to have a big play in um, in the ascension process. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And you know, you take your notes. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. go back, you go back and you Google it. And Ascension, the only thing that came up around Ascension back then was that you're going to die. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ascension means moving to the next, next, you know, and I was like, yeah. holy crap, I'm going to die. <laughs> um, and then I kind of let it go and kept going on. But what I realised as, as you are aware more of the third and fourth and fifth dimension and, you know, you take your steps towards each one but then you go back again and it's all you know part of the human experience it was so weird because when you're kind of dabbling between third and fourth and really wanting to go more into the fifth if you want to call it the fifth um this is where we all have these concepts that we're going to be living in this beautiful fairyland of like peace and harmony and joy and everything else but the more you actually play in that other dimension you realize that it embraces the human experience so much so much more that um, it's kind of like the fifth is a combination of is of third and fourth, and we're I really agree. then seeing this human experience from a different perspective. But it's it's not saying that we're going to be living in a new dimension because we're actually not. But we're able to um, through consciousness completely be humans on a planet um, just with a different awareness. Exactly. And I agree 100%. And, you know, like, um, and I have shared this with other people that I had this intergalactic conversation with a being from an, a whole other universe. They uh, were in a formless universe that was still humanity and they told me that that's where we evolved to, a formless universe. But what remains, and this is why I love the work you do, um, is what remains is that we are always, till the very end, given an opportunity to resolve every single thing from every single lifetime and that every person who evolves to that point is who is able to see, have a conversation with us, can see everything that goes on and can see every trigger and why. So it, everything's transparent. So it, what are we left with? We're, we're left with coming to a place of peace with everything. Now, that's, that's actually part of the human, really, the human journey, the human experience to come to a place of peace with everything that we've done and our humanity. Um, and everybody else's and so it's really powerful stuff what you're doing because what you're doing is you're saying to people hey let's go and explore and investigate 
the, the intentions and the and the wires and the um, the motivations and the triggers and things like behind your actions, behind your thoughts, behind your feelings. Let's go. Let's go and have yeah. an adventure. Let's go be a detective. Let's go work it out. Let's go resolve. And uh, hopefully, if you're anything like me, let's be freaking grateful for that as serving our growth. Yeah. There's always something our soul. Our soul always gets something from it. Whenever I we we go into the deeper um, awareness um, of consciousness and we we go into the purpose of everything that's happening, there's always a, a soul purpose of everything. And once we can connect and um, find out what that soul purpose is, we the pieces just of the puzzle just fall together, and that's where we can have the concept of letting go. I remember when I did a lot of past life work and we would clear something from a past life and then something in this life would change and I would say to my guides back then I would say why is it that when we change something from a past life that something in this life changes I'm like they're not learning anything in the process of having that experience and they said you're missing the point the point is is that you're meant to have the experience and then let it go mm. I'm like, oh, my God, we actually have been taught to hang on to everything and learn from it. But in actual fact, we're meant to just do it and then move on to the next. Exactly. Yep. That was amazing kinda, to know. I kind of think if, if, you, if we wanted to sum up um, the best uh, version of responsibility, that would be it. Like, you know what I mean, as in a, a functional responsibility because what we're doing is we're not yeah, we're not trying to play God. We're saying, okay, got got it, learn from it, moving on. You know, we're not trying to control. It's oh, that's oh, that should be this, and it's it's okay. Ooh, okay, we've we've done what we need to do. Are we in a place of peace or not? Yes, great. No, let's do some more work. You know, that's that's just that's it. That's our job. That's our job. And and I love that uh, you encourage that. That's that's a beautiful thing. I do want to mention that we had a comment, and I have I have something else I want to talk to you about that I think. I really want to talk to you about. Um, hang on, let me just see. So Bridget, oh Bridget, Bridget Scalise's tuned in. She's just just tuned in. Great topic, points of awareness. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Really appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, and uh, I really want to talk about anybody. Any anybody who's got something they want to talk about, great. But I um I have this thing that I talk to people about, and I don't. Whenever I talk to them about it, I've never. I don't know. I don't think I've kind of really ever felt like anybody really got it and I wonder if you will because I'm curious so this is what I say so because there's a lot of um there's a lot of power uh that we hand over when we're like blaming you know when we're blaming someone right and when we're pointing the finger because there's a lot of finger pointing that goes on in you know when people don't want to don't want to do their stuff don't want to look at their triggers and all that kind of stuff right so what I say is if you're pointing the finger at someone, you might as well be sending all your energy down that finger to that person and you're actually losing it. You're, you're actually feeding them. You're feeding your energy to someone else. You're, you're handing over your power. You're actually diverting your power and you're uh, allowing yourself to be disempowered because a lot of people think that blaming and getting angry and rah, 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 is actually empowering to them. And I'm here to say, hey, my anger is great because it motivates me to change. But if I don't, if I'm only, if I'm looking at 
whatever happened to anger me as a catalyst for my change and thanking it instead of going, eh, then I'm actually, then, then I'm empowered. What are your thoughts on that? I always, especially with the work that I do, I always know that the way people treat others is always the way they treat themselves. And that's just simply yeah. all it is. Um, if people do blame other people, it means that they actually are blaming themselves for for different things, whatever they are. So it's, it's again, just a direct mirror. Um, I love to say to people, um, if you're noticing that you do go to blame people, especially when um, people also maybe feel jealous or, ju or have judgment around other people, I always mm -hmm. say, number one, um, you know, energy is just energy. That's just how the universe works. So if we're going to be, um, you know, blaming, judging or, um, you know, going along those paths, number one, the first thing that you're doing energetically is giving, if giving other people permission to blame you back. That's mm. just... Nice, I like that. That's good. It's giving them permission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why don't you go ahead Sorry. and blame me back? Yeah, here's an open door. I like that one. That's excellent. Yes, it's very just, good. I mean, and very energy good. just bounces off energy. So that's all yeah. it is. So if, if you're going to bounce that off one way, it's going to bounce back. So well, I mm -hmm. used to be quite judgmental on first impressions. So I'm like, okay, yeah. the first three times I noticed I was judgmental, I'm like, I'm giving them them or someone else permission to judge me, I'm just going to stop from now on. Um, yeah. Well, you give a great first impression, so you must have healed that <laughs> one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and also then it is always a very, very, very clear indication as to how, them treat, how they treat themselves, which it just yes. keeps going along. So as soon as you stop blaming yourself and stop blaming others, then everyone else will then completely change around you. And... Again, that's just how the universe works. People say, oh, the, the universe is testing me or the universe is, you know, not working or you know, even the manifesting and all that sort of thing. Literally all the, all the universe does is aligns energy with energy and that's all it yeah. does. And so everything in our external awareness is always somehow linked to our own energy. So this is where especially around things that people don't feel like they have control over, I say if there's something in your life that you don't feel like you have control over, literally say, okay, that thing is in my life to show me something about myself and then looking at nice. look, going within actually really helps like I think it just empowers people um rather than them thinking that it's happening I mean they always say it's not happening to you it's happening for you so um it's just how the universe works and I've really been looking at lately or I've been kind of tuning into looking at the way that humans would traditionally deal with um big issues in the world so I'm not going to name them because then I'm just going to call them the bigger issues in the world. Traditionally, sure. what, what we would do as humans is to fight it. Um, and, you know, Mother Teresa actually said, you know, if you want to, um, to oh, heal wars yeah. or stop wars, you've got to be, you know, looking towards peace, not fighting, you know, yeah, she, all that she kind said, of concept. Uh, invite me to a peace rally. If you're going to invite me to a, you know, anti peace rally or anti-war rally or I can't remember anti-war rally then yeah. don't invite me but invite me to a peace rally or something and I'll come yeah. <laughs> she's great <laughs> good value she's amazing um and also I'm just on that note because she's come up if anyone ever wants to um find out more about her life I've just watched a movie about her called The Letters um oh. on Netflix um wow. quite surprising if you watch it she was actually very spiritually empty wow so she wrote a she wrote over a period of 50 decades letters to her mentor 
Um, and these letters were full of um, spiritual emptiness. Um, she actually, well, they said that she thought that God actually had um, had left her and, and she was doing this on her own. And that was, again, like from a spiritual point of view, something that we can really look into because she was purely like a dedicated, if you want to call it, servant of God. Um, yeah. The thing is she was really unhappy inside mm. and... I think for us as as servants of whoever or helpers or whatever that we're doing here, that's actually something we can learn from. And I'd love, you know, if everyone else could actually watch that movie and get their own opinions on it because I learned from that that balance is really important. And, mm. you know, she didn't take any um, accolades or didn't, you know, she purely made it the work of God. Um, but mm. reading these letters actually gave everyone an insight as to someone who purely worked for God um, just felt inwardly empty. And, mm. again, there'll be a purpose around that, but I think for us here who are still doing, you know, really great work, I think it's important um, to learn from her experience because outwardly it looks like she was very peaceful and very content and that was actually her outward appearance but within, mm. she she struggled a lot. So watch the film yeah. because it's very interesting. And it can is based I, on the true story. Can I, yeah, I want to comment on that. Before I do comment on that, because I have a lot to say on that, that's amazing, um, I just wanted to mention that Bridget also said, yes, sending the blame, therefore passing the opportunity to dig deeper. Mm. Interesting. Passing the opportunity to dig deeper into our soul, into ourselves and our soul discovery. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bridget. And there are um, always opportunities. I love that. I love that yeah, word too. Me too. Yeah, opportunities, invitations, unwrapped gifts, you know. I, I, yeah. I, I think problems are unwrapped gifts. So I, whenever anyone any, ever says, oh, I've got a problem, I'm like, oh, cool, an unwrapped gift. Let's go find out, do some, you know, what's the gift here? It's exciting. You know, it's exciting. Life becomes an adventure. Um I loved how you mentioned that we're the detectives of, yeah, we, we become the detectives of our story. It's very exciting um, to go on that journey. I have this thing about um, at any given moment we're either feeding the planet with higher vibrational energy or we're not. We're, you know, we, we uh, are, are the creators of our reality, as you know. So we're either feeding it or we're not. And... In fact, I would have to say we're we're, um, we're often feeding it even when we feel like we're not feeding it. So when it comes to Mother Teresa, uh, you know, if she felt very spiritually empty and she was trying to feed the poor, which is what she did as her actual calling and vocation, what my sense of that is is that, you know, you can feed people physically to a point but you need to also feed people spiritually otherwise you lack you um you've missed it you've missed the point you could we could actually feed continue to dedicate ourselves to feeding all the starving children um before we all spiritually enlighten ourselves but what would that leave us leave us with if we actually spiritually enlightened ourselves there would be no hungry children because there would be not one person who would want anyone to go hungry because we would want everybody to be equally fed so it would solve the problem so i think from that point of view um, we need to be more aware and conscious about what we're feeding into the planet and coming from an expansive space because spiritually we are very powerful at helping to resolve these kind of issues um, that, 
that are uh, relevant, I think relevant, I think the starving children, um, if that's how we want to categorise them, I, don't, I, I see them as um, impulses for activating our spirituality so that we can do things differently and I thank them. And that's yeah. how I solve. That's how I solve the issue. I actually, I am grateful to them for choosing to be here in this planet, on this planet, in this lifetime, in that circumstance, so that we can actually be moved to do something different. And that's how we can feed them. That's how I say I'm feeding them every day because I'm thanking them. I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I love I love what you said about doing something different. That's exactly the kind of avenue I'm going down. Is is that the you know we've got these big issues in the world. The thing is the way that we've traditionally dealt with them um, just doesn't work. But we're not learning from the fact that that's not working, and we're just repeating the same patterns um, as to how we've always done it. And the thing that I keep getting around that is that level of acceptance rather than the fighting because we know that as soon as we put a, a stop to that push and pull energy, um, we then have a chance to actually make a difference. And I love, this is why this is so crazy, that's why I love the, the um, series on Netflix Suits because, yes. Um, yes, it's, yes, it's like about a law firm in... New York but but I don't see it as that I actually see it as when someone has a particular issue or problem that they're dealing with and there even if there's a precedent around exactly like there's a law around you know what you need to do or what what the precedence is around this they always find another way and I think that nice. that's what where we're at at the moment is if we can start looking at well if this isn't working we need to find another way and I I think what it comes down to is everyone understanding that they each each person has a massive part in how the earth is right now and there is no one again to blame because everything's just a reflection of us I mean the first thing I love to point out to people around um, our capability of, of changing the planet and healing the planet or whatever, making a difference, is our purchasing power. What we buy determines who stays in business and who doesn't stay in business. Now, if money yeah, is, I mean, it's never about the money. It's, just, it's never about the food. It's never about that. It's about, it's usually around power. So if each person realised, number one, we have massive power as to how we spend our money. Um, if the world goes around based around money, then how you spend your money determines how the world goes around. So if yes. everyone decided tomorrow to not buy McDonald's or to not buy newspapers or to not, then supply and demand, they will literally not be able, like they will be out of business. So, you know, the whole concept of, you know, even when people, you know, conspiracy theorists and all that sort of thing go into the elite and they go into all these concepts around who's really running the planet, well, we are actually running the planet. We just don't realise it. And yep. number one, purchasing power. How we spend our money determines who stays in business, who doesn't stay in business and who makes the money. Um, if you're not happy with the division of how money's been spent on the planet, just watch how you're spending your own money um, because we all have the power about what and how the world goes around and what decisions are made by our collective spending the money. But then... Yeah. Again, everything is a reflection of us. So, you know, again, doing our own work, you know, people who say I'm trying, trying to heal the planet or whatever, well, as soon as you work within yourself, you energetically 
change the external. So again, if everyone just went within rather than again trying to change other people, then naturally everyone will naturally change vibration and frequency and learn more about themselves through your own shifts. And that's all that needs to happen. And you know, it's pretty simple. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and you know, hey folks, that's how self-discovery, you know, evolves the consciousness of humanity and changes mm. the, changes everything. Because, you know, um, it, the thing is, Kim, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking, oh wow, you know, like it's true. Like if if um, you know, like you have an awakening, and and, and maybe that awakening is around self-worth, you know, self-value and things like that. And then all of a sudden, thinking, hang on a second, I value myself enough to purchase this and to purchase that. Um, those services actually. Yeah, are of greater service to the greater good. I, I value myself enough to also choose those kind of products because I believe they're all connected. You know, when we start to get these kind of energies going within ourselves, we do start to change and we do start to choose more consciously what we will and won't buy. And that has a profound impact on our social reforms and our um, economic reforms and our consumer power. It's just, it's, it's, it's huge. It's a big deal. It's it's a good topic to to talk about actually. And um, I I think the more conscious that we become, the more conscious we we realize how much power we actually have. That, that I would love power. to see more of that. I would love for. I mean, I don't I don't even think. I mean, I'm really big into research and um, case studies and stuff like that. That's one of my yeah. passions. Um, yep. And I did a little bit of internal work yesterday where I'm like, okay, so where am I at? And it's like, I love that kind of stuff. I love, you know, looking at when we make changes, what the results are and, you know, what kind of things can happen. So that is one of yeah. my passions. And I would love to, you know, to have a collective and a number of people who would say, yeah, I'm really excited to do a case study. And again, it's just a case study. It's just an experiment because I think, you know, one of the biggest parts, things that I've learned around, you know, success and business and everything else is that you have to let go of the outcome to be able to learn what you need to know. And of course, then what happens, the universe says, well, you have no boundaries or barriers around what you want this outcome to be. I'm going to exceed it. And I love that. And I love that. Too. That's, oh, it's whenever, you know, numbers of clients or, you know, amounts of money you want to earn or whatever it is. When you say that this is how much I want or this is the result I want, it just puts a barrier on it and stops that flow. So so using things as case studies or experiments is just so much fun. Um, and it would be great to do, you know, pockets of people in certain areas or whatever who are passionate about, you know, how they spend their money and how they live and just to see how much they affect the local community. Mm, I agree. That would be awesome. I'd love that. I'd love to know Very that. Because, you know, if we could find a way to measure that, you know, that, that would be so cool, um, you know, because, you know, just, I mean, I was just, as you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, just just imagine even if you had a group that came together to, to meditate on the idea, I mean, or an online group or something like that, and then to see what would happen globally even, like just, um, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, like just from this small pot of people doing this, did it, did it affect the way the economy was trending? Because it would be really interesting because we're all connected, right? So if there's a few of us doing it, then maybe actually the ripple effect goes bang at that moment and more people than the people that were attending the meditation are all affected and so therefore it changes the numbers. I wonder if that actually could be a, a fun little experiment to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that would be awesome. Cool. I mean, we, we do it every day and 
It's so funny because, you know, when I talk about receiving messages and signs from the universe and we, we see 1,400 a day, you know, Facebook is the perfect vehicle for us to experiment with how our yeah. thoughts create things because yeah. in our minds, like, we don't even have to speak it. We just have to think, okay, what is my next steps? Or, um, you know, thinking about or you might see something in your awareness of um, an, an advert in a paper or something on the radio or whatever. And you'll then see the same thing on Facebook. And I'm like, Facebook is the perfect example of how energy aligns with energy and how the messages can come through to you, but also how you can actually have an effect or a greater effect on other people um, simply by seeing what comes into your feed on Facebook. Like, it's amazing. Like you're talking about, you know, someone mentioned something on Facebook. It's like, the, the energy in the universe actually dictates Facebook and what you see. Totally. I 100% agree. I'm curious, do you, do you, um, uh, are you open to sharing your 12 questions to everybody today? Oh, I actually have shared them a lot. I did actually talk to them, um, I talk about them at the Discovery Expo um, and actually I had, I'm, get, I'm trying to get that onto YouTube, but I actually filmed um, a real life um, or real life. I'm going to tell them to me and I'll put them up on the screen as you tell me so that people yeah. can actually know what they are. I'll type them in. I'll do, I'll do, I'll be my secretary, my secretary. Yeah. Well, I do actually have a document that's typed up, which I can right. share. I can, type, um, I can, I can just type them up on okay. the screen as you talk about I just them. do it so quickly when I'm with clients that I don't oh. even think of them as steps. But the first step with, with this, this is in the reset your mind process. Um, so the reset your mind is pretty much seeing, okay, so what in my current reality um, yeah. it has been created by what's in my subconscious. Of course, subconscious, we have no idea what's in there. So we need to find out what in here is creating out here. Um, so the first thing we do is that we go into how we feel about that thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first yeah. step. It's how do I yeah. feel about yeah. this situation? Oops. Okay, how I'd do like I feel? To, I'd like to maybe use an example. Yeah, um, first thing that comes to mind is um, how I feel. Like, so say, for example, someone has said something and you, um, and I can probably share the document as well if, if that's easier. Yeah. But so when someone, someone maybe treats you a certain way yeah. and you go, well, that's made me angry. Okay. That's what we need to use. So you're angry yep. in this situation. So yep. then step number one is anger. We need to actually name the emotion. Yeah. So number one is anger. Number two is where do I feel in my body this anger? It'll either be in our chest, in our stomach, um, yep. oh, wherever. I mean, again, so we then need to acknowledge where in my body do I feel it. That's step number two. And step number yep. three is we need to then acknowledge it. So we need to then go to the anger that's in our stomach or in our yep. chest and we just say hi. Hi, anger. No, you're there. Funnily enough, as soon as we say hi to it, it actually disappears. Mm -hmm. Now, this if we can do this with any emotion that comes up, then could you imagine how powerful that is? As soon as the emotion disappears, it's ready to tell you what message it has for you around what's in your subconscious. So yeah. um, sometimes if we say hi to the emotion, 
and the emotion um, doesn't go and people go, oh, no, it's still there. I'll say it's not still there. It might feel like it's still there, but it's changed a little bit. And they'll go, oh, yeah, it's changed into frustration or it's changed into sadness or whatever. So you keep acknowledging it, keep saying hi, frustration, hi, sadness, hi, whatever comes up. And then once you get to the end, because we've got so many different layers of emotions, once yeah. you get to the last one, it'll drop. And again, you'll feel that peace, ease, it'll just be completely gone. Um, yeah. But I even think of that in itself is so amazing that all we need to yeah. do is acknowledge and say hi to our emotions and they disappear like, what? Yeah. <laughs> just, I just think that's the best thing since sliced bread, honestly. I just yeah. think that's just awesome. So... Now to go further, we want to find out what that emotion was telling us about ourselves. Yeah. So we so simply then say, yeah, ask the question, what are you, or high anger or whatever, what are you trying to tell me about yeah. myself? Yeah, cool. First thought that comes up from asking that question is the deeper subconscious programming or whatever's going on in the background there. So um, say, let's say, and I'll give you an example, anger might say you're stupid. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times when that that answer comes up you just go huh <laughs> I remember once I got you a cheat I'm like what interesting <laughs> the, more, yeah. the more you look into it then you find out where it came from exactly that's the next step is that we need to find out where this belief comes from so right. if the anger if the anger is there because you have a belief within you that you're stupid we need to find out where you've learned that you were stupid yeah okay so then you go into i go into questioning of four different areas mm -hmm. um and i break them down and again you'll see when i send through the documents um, yep. how i break down the questions um, so the questions are, is this from this life, a past life in utero mm -hmm. or in the womb or yeah. in between lives? And is so this step? Um, this is oh, uh, still kind of It's more the through. fifth. It's the fifth yeah. step now. Just still, yeah, it's still figuring out where it's come from. Yeah. Yeah. In these questions, yeah. they then they then take on different questions depending upon which question comes, what answer okay. comes up. The thing is, because this is so subconscious that you have no idea where this is coming from, you can't think the answers. No, you can't exactly. go, I know yeah. it's this life or I know it's past life or whatever. You exactly. literally, it's, it's a feeling. It's like multiple choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then and then you've got the relevant questions of whichever area it's come from. Does yeah. that make sense? Because you've got to focus on uh, unpacking it from there. So what happens is that if you get in the multiple choice, if you feel like that it's um, this life, for example, then I go into, okay, so if it was this life, was it the ages between zero to three, three to six yeah. or six to 12? Yeah. Again, they feel into which one's the answer. If it was past life, I say, okay, in this past life, were you male or female? Were you this age? Were you, did you have this colour hair? Did you, or did you have this, you know, characteristics? And we go through, so with all of these I have other questions that help them to connect to the memory of what they have in their subconscious. So with each answer that they give, I get them to form an image in their mind of what that looks like. So after about five or six questions, mm -hmm. they then run with it. They go, yes, in this life I was this person and I did this. And 
you know, when I was a child, even as, as, as a baby in the mother's stomach, um, oh, yes, I can see myself in my mother's stomach, um, you know, hearing my father saying that he didn't want me or that I must be someone else's or like just yeah. crazy stuff. What then happens is that, of course, there's usually emotion attached to that and there's usually and there's a direct link. Usually they'll talk about exactly what they see from whatever memory and then it'll be a direct link to how they formed that belief. So it might say, well, you're stupid. Well, it might have been, um, again, when you're a baby and, you know, you fell over because you couldn't walk properly and someone laughed at you. You then, as a baby, formed the belief that you're stupid from not being able to walk. Mm -hmm. This is just how it works. Mm -hmm. um, what we then do is we take the memory that comes up in the mind and we take it out and we reset it. So we take that memory out and we reset it and then we change it to um, really what was really happening because when it's, when it's actually happening to us, we get, no, we get no perspective whatsoever and then it forms beliefs as to who we are. When you take it out, we say looking at it as from the big picture. So if we see ourselves as a baby trying to walk, you know, as a two-year-old or what have you, from the big picture, we can see that that's just what babies do. Yeah. What then happens is the perception around the experience completely changes from yes, you're stupid to it just happens. That's <laughs> just just life. Yeah. That what what then happens is that belief then disappears, mm. and then we put that memory back in, and so then from then on, that person cannot ever feel stupid ever again. Mm -hmm. it, just it's just how it works so the last thing that we need to do this is step number 12 because you can kind of see yeah. i've just gone through yeah, them yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. That's yeah. is literally saying okay to finish it off like to really finish it off what we need to do is we need to say as a soul in a body having an experience why for 30 40 years did i need to carry the belief that i'm stupid yeah 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 and we always come up with a really good answer. Um, again, it's all just literally received. We just stuff, receive yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so when we receive that answer, it just makes sense. Everything makes sense and we can then move on. And that's the yeah. reset yeah. process. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for explaining that. That's okay. Hopefully that has explained. I will, and I do want to yeah. get um, more examples on my YouTube channel um, of Fabulous. these different scenarios because it's just beautiful mm. to mm. connect all the dots. Um, yeah. And, again, this yeah. is part of where I'm going to is actually documenting all these combinations because I haven't actually seen there's no real pattern at the moment as to, okay, this belief has come from this place because they're all different. Yeah. Um, and I like looking at um, these different, because a lot of parents will say, well, how do I, how can I make sure my children don't get brought up with these, these um, wrong perceptions or these wrong beliefs about themselves? And it's like, to be honest, it's all soul, it's soul choice of what that experience has created to then create the experience. And usually once we get down to the purpose of why that thing happens, there's a duality piece. I need to experience lack to to know then that I'm unlimited. I need to experience sadness to then know what real happiness is or 
So wow. um, isn't that interesting? And it comes back into really, integration. I love it that. always just comes back. And it's really interesting for that person to then own the experience and they're not the, like the whole thing that we've been throwing around a lot on in, on internet around victims and things like that. And I used to yeah. think, you know, think about victims and, you know, um, not being a victim. But at the end of the day, when you bring it just down to experiences, there is no such thing again. And I've been no. guided with this work to literally get us to a place where we have no meaning on anything um, and have no needs or wants that we just be in the current moment and we have everything that we need. Yeah, it's in, yeah, it's we're in touch with the infiniteness of every second. And have no meaning around anything um, yeah. because... It just is. It just is. It just, yeah, we just are. It just is yeah. and that's just how it is and let's just have fun, hey? <laughs> yeah, totes. That's another one of my principles, mate. Joy, you know. Um, Bridget said, thank you for typing them up. Well, Bridget, I got to number five, but then it, you know, peels off. I so know, we'll make sure we... That's, that's good, though. <laughs> no, that's great. And 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 those those five questions are really, really awesome in establishing, hey, let's let's go digging. And mm. so thank you so much for providing that um, for us in a document form. We'll just pop it in the notes or whatever. Is that is that kind yeah, of how we, how we do that? Um, just and, an A4, A4, yeah, so I'll just say Yeah, that. cool. Thanks, honey. And then also... Um, uh, Nanta, hi Nanta Ensom, finding the bottom line. Um, yep, finding the bottom line, that's exactly what we're doing. And then um, Linda's saying, yes, be in the moment. Yay, you know, being in the moment, it's not overrated, folks. It's, it's, it's really oh, awesome. It is so awesome. The um, only time that exists is this current right. moment because the past, mm. well, the past has already happened, so that doesn't exist. That's, that's yes. just a memory. The future hasn't happened, so that doesn't exist. And this is where, you know, Einstein said time is an illusion. There is no concept of time because the only time that really exists is right now. And this is where, you know, yes, I do psychic readings. Yes, I can tell people what's going to happen, you know, based around their current consciousness. But the thing is, is they change their consciousness in the next session, session yeah. in the next moment. And what happens is that then their future changes. And exactly. this exactly. is where people don't really grab the concept of when you want to know what's happening in the future or if you want something to happen in the future complete like do it now and that creates the future um yeah. and the future is now like so if we can just act like the future is now then we don't worry about the future and you know we then become empowered yeah. to be able to create it so it's fun yeah exactly it is it becomes much more fun i agree with you life is a lot of fun for me nowadays um, I, I just want to let people know where they can actually connect with you as well. So we've got your website coming up now. Um, anybody who wants to um, find out any any anything more about Kim and her wonderful work and how you can actually connect with her. Um, if you've got any upcoming events, do you want to share them now, Kim? I didn't notice if you had any. I do mainly um, online because most of my clientele Great. is international. Yeah. So. Fabulous, yeah. Um, local, locally um, in WA where I am, I'm doing psychic parties, which are really fun, um, but I'm going to start to do them online um, where we just play with all the tools and stuff like that. Um, but I'm also um, in the next week, couple of weeks, I'm going to be starting up a mastermind, a business mastermind called The Sixth Sense. Um, and it is literally all about what we've been talking about, literally Fabulous. receiving what we need to know in our business. Um, there's like not following other people's business structures, but literally um, 
setting up a business based on divine guidance um, mm-hmm. and following the divine guidance which we receive every day. And well, in my experience anyway, it's always a success. So um, mm-hmm. I want to share that with others to be able to um, use the divine guidance that's available to everyone. And as I say, everyone has a sixth sense. It's whether we actually use it or not. So let's start using it. Let's start creating businesses that um, that are along and in alignment with our path, um, but that we also, again, have fun doing. Um, it's just all part of it. So that's what I'm working on at the moment, plus doing lots of Reset Your Mind programs. Um, they're really powerful and I definitely uh, are doing a lot more work on the Reset Your Mind to start to create these case studies around these combinations of different things that I'm experiencing doing the reset your mind I because there is no pattern at the moment I'm really keen to do a lot more resetting your mind um in one-on-one sessions and also programs um and really it works with anything from money relationships um health and um weight you know all those sorts of things um success whatever when not able to get through or whatever we're using again as a blessing uh, to find us more about ourselves and then again when we find out where that came from or that sort of thing um, it actually then changes our current reality and it's just beautiful to find out exactly like more about ourselves and once we open one window then we open another window and we open another window and our our consciousness does start to expand a lot more the more we access that subconscious mind i'm just loving it love the process oh, i love it too i love you and thank you so much for joining me for an enlightened conversation today i it was so juicy and yummy and amazing and i could just keep talking to you for hours and i love Anytime. that i'm always in for a chat <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody else, for joining us today and giving your feedback. Please feel free to comment after this um, and we'll have a conversation. Let the conversation continue. Let it spark on. But the ideas that we've talked about today live on. Lots of love to you all. And we'll see you uh, next Thursday, 11 o'clock. I've got uh, the beautiful Greg Doyle, who's an astro traveller, joining me to discuss all things astral travel, which I'm really excited about. Mm. And uh, we've got Christine Erwald and Lois Rowley tomorrow. They've got an enlightened conversation tomorrow morning. And so uh, if you want to tune in, then you can actually listen to their beautiful um, offerings to the world. Lots of love to you, everybody. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time.